think about Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, of course, it's synonymous with Christ, and Christ, of course, is synonymous with love. And when I was preparing, I kept thinking, you know, what are ways in which we began to understand or discover more about the love of God? And I came to this place in my ponderings, my musing, my thinking. This is what came to me, is that the Word of God is such a rich resource, and there are many ways that we can approach it. And as I was thinking and pondering, you know, how can I communicate such a vast and such a impactful and life-changing, life-altering message? One verse came to mind, which, of course, led to a flood of other thoughts and other verses. But my text this morning is found in John 21, verse 25, and it says, There are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. The reason that Jesus is (coughs) so impactful and so life-changing and so amazing is that everyone has their own book or their own story that they could write about him. When John was inspired. He was not only speaking about his generation, he was speaking about future generations that would come to know Christ and embrace him as their Lord and Savior. That if each and every one of us was given pen and paper and we were uh, asked uh, to fulfill the assignment of, can you tell me a little bit about who Jesus is to you, uh, how you came to know him and, and what he means to your life? Well, I imagine all of us could just begin and just write and write and write, and you put it all together of all the people who ever have lived, are living, and will live, then, of course, the libraries couldn't contain all those books. But for this morning, I want to talk about three important aspects of Jesus. The first is what others have said about him. We would say these are the words about Jesus. And in Genesis chapter 3, there was given a prophecy by God himself that a seed would become, would come from a woman, and that 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 seed, when he was raised, would bruise the head of the serpent. Isaiah also said about this particular prophecy, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. We see also in Isaiah that there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow forth out of his roots. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering flax he will not quench. Isaiah was also given the privilege of saying that he beheld in Zion, or the church, a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. All these words are about Christ being foretold that He would be born the seed of a woman and that through his life, he would bruise and crush the head of the serpent. He would be born a babe of a virgin, exactly the way that Isaiah foretold. And we know that John in his writing says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He went on and he told us in the 14th verse, and we, and we, all of us, each and every one of us, without exception, that are here today, that we have beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Isaiah 53 
prophesies about the suffering of our Savior, tells us more about him. And surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. When we hear words about somebody, it really prepares us and helps us to recognize them when they show up. If I, I if I was to describe someone to you and and share a little bit about them, even though you may have never encountered them or met them, if they walked into the room, you might have an idea of who that person is because of what you know about them, because of what others have said. And then I love this in Isaiah chapter 61. Speaking of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set captives free, to open to the prisoners, uh, uh, the prison gates and to let everyone who's bound be loose and to tell of the acceptable year of the Lord. We know that that was Jesus primary message that God's spirit was upon him. And when he was saying those things. It was helping people to understand he was a fulfillment of everything that was ever said about him. But then I think also about all those that had the privilege of speaking about Jesus. Jesus had some things to say about himself. No, it's great if someone else testifies you. I I think that's honorable and I think it's it's very credible. But when you have that testimony about yourself and, and Jesus wasn't. Uh, some egomaniac. He wasn't someone who was always needing recognized or affirmation, but there were times where he revealed his origin, who he was and why he came. And I think of, of the gospel of John and the seven great I am statements. And this is the words by Jesus. So we've heard some words about Jesus. And as I said, you know, if we could stay, stand here or be here for hours and hours and hear of, of dozens of other prophecies and 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 how Jesus fulfilled them. But then we move to the words by Jesus and these great I am statements where he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Jesus fulfilled each and every one of these. This is why the volumes of the books would be untold because I could write about the bread of life. Pastor Drew could write about the light of the world. Someone else could write about the resurrection. Someone else could talk about him being the true vine. And it just goes on and on and on. The ripple effect is amazing. But as we gather this morning, we hear words about Jesus, his origins, why he came, and how he fulfilled each and every one of these prophecies. We We understand that he would suffer for our sins and the spirit of the Lord would be upon him so that he could minister those that are hurting, those that are bound, those that are in captivity, so that everyone could experience the freedom and the life that he came to provide. And then we hear the words by Jesus. But I think probably some of the most impactful words in Scripture are the words to Jesus. The words to Jesus, we've heard about him, we've heard from him, and what's left to do? do? What are the words that you say to Jesus? Well, I'm not quite sure what your words are, but I do know that we have a record of some of Peter's interaction with Jesus. 
And many people believe this is the path or the road to discovery that led Peter to fully trust and commit his life to Christ. The words to Jesus reflect what we've heard about him and what we know about him, and then it's our response to him personally. And one of the things that Jesus uh, heard from Peter was, Lord, even if all you all deny you, I will never deny you. Peter didn't believe that he had the capacity to fall or to fail or to miss the mark. He, he thought that he could be strong in and of himself. He, he never thought he would succumb to the pressure of denying Christ. He never thought he would turn away from Christ. But yet he did. Is that right? Which leads to some other words that Jesus heard from Peter. He heard these words. Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Have you ever acknowledged and maybe even said, Lord, if everyone else denies you, I'll never deny you. And then found yourself in a place where you denied him. Not because that was your intent, but it just shows the weakness of human flesh. And sometimes the pride and the folly of human beings. But then we hear Peter say, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. He didn't feel worthy, and yet there he was speaking to the Lord. And the Lord just didn't ignore him. The Lord began to draw closer to him. There was a time where Peter says, you know, hey, if you're going to wash me, don't wash just my feet, but wash every part of me. Just, I mean, head to toe, just scrub every aspect of me, recognizing his need for all of Jesus to touch every aspect of his life. But I think two of the most impactful things that Peter said to Jesus are recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 20. After the resurrection, Jesus went looking for Peter specifically. He was on a mission to have breakfast with him. And and at that setting, Jesus began to, you know, inquire where Peter was and where his devotion, his attention, his love was towards towards him. And uh, he asked, you know, three times, do you love me? And and. At the end of those statements, at the third time, these are the words that Peter said to Jesus. Lord, you know all things. Lord, you know that I love you. So do the words that we hear about Jesus, do the words that we hear by Jesus, cause us to come to the conclusion that we need Jesus? That we would say with our own mouth, Lord, you know all things. Lord, you know that I love you. Even though I've denied you, even though I'm a sinful man, even though I've run and I've been ashamed, even though I've done all of those things, Lord, you know that. And here you are having breakfast with me. Lord, you know that I love you. You know, sometimes our love gets pushed down because of pressure, because of her own ego attitude, sometimes, you know, who knows what the reason is? Hurt, pain, woundedness. It doesn't matter. Jesus still comes to us. Why? Because he's still the Lord who heals us. He's still the Lord who forgives us. He's still the Lord who restores us. And that's what we're celebrating today. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given.
How do we respond to those words? I pray that each and every one of us would respond with, Lord, you know that I love you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.